Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Hey, Michael. Yeah. I'm home. You're home? I'm home. You're home. Um, didn't you spend the last seven years or so just shitting all over this place? That's unimportant. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm home. Two words, and it sounds cheesy, but yeah. yeah. It's all about the money. Okay, yeah. As long as we understand that it's all about money. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> hey everybody. We announced last week that uh, CM Punk returned, and we're going to get into his uh, first promo on Raw, which rings hollow in many people's ears. It, it was a bad promo that was one of the most hypocritical things I've ever heard. Yep. So, anyway. All right. Before we get into all of that, we're going to talk about the whiskey part of whiskey yeah, and wrestling. It is the first word. <laughs> and. This week, I couldn't remember if we've done this on the show or not before. I know we have done the regular Jeffersons before, and it was not, we weren't impressed. We weren't impressed. It wasn't bad, but the pricing made it not useful. Yeah. Or or not, not not useful. Made it not worth it. Yeah. So here we have the Jefferson's Ocean, aged at sea. This is from Voyage 28. It's going to taste which, like calamari. You know, I, I don't know exactly what they mean when they say aged at sea. Do they just put it on a boat for a day? Um, I I personally hope that they put it in barrels and chuck them overboard and then just go back and get them later. <laughs> That'd be nice, too. <laughs> you know. See if it's salty. <laughs> uh, now, I have drank this, and I actually really enjoy this. So Okay. Well, let's give it cheers. a shot. Cheers. That's much better than Jefferson, just a plain Jefferson. Yeah. It's uh, 45% alcohol by volume, making it 90 proof. And I don't know if it's like the the fact that it's ocean, you know, and, and your brain is getting that that preconceived idea, but it does have a little bit of a salty flavor to it. Mm-hmm. A little bit of salty. There's definitely a little bit of uh, some smoke in there that I get. Yeah. Uh, the diesel fumes, <laughs> but it's it's a nice whiskey. It's about depending on where you buy it, you're looking at anywhere between uh, ninety to a hundred dollars, maybe a little bit more than that if you're in some other areas. But it's one that I don't buy it often, uh, but it is a nice one to have in it's, in your cabinet as a nice drink at the end of the day. That one's pretty good. Uh, I'm a fan. Yeah. Should we get back to CM Punk? Should we talk about other things other than CM well, Punk? You know, since, well, well, CM Punk closed Raw because they wanted to make sure you watched the whole show to hear what he mm-hmm. had to say. So I felt like we should close our show with talking about CM Punk. Okay. We'll take a, a page out of their playbook. So we'll take that page out. The other big news that came out this week that has nothing to do with CM Punk is Tammy Sunny Snitch 
Stitch. Stitch was uh, sentenced for her DUI uh, that murder. Yes. DUI murder where she ended up killing somebody because she has no self-control and likes her vodka. Um, she got, um, 17 years. She was sentenced. I want to say it was, uh, 17 years in prison and eight years probation. And then, uh, with time served with time served, she's going to spend about 15 years in prison. Yep. Uh, Here's the thing, because we were talking about this before, and we said, oh, you know, she'll get 15 years, and she'll be out in 10 or whatever. Florida doesn't do that for DUI crimes. There is no parole for her. She will spend, assuming that she doesn't get sick and, and, and you yeah, know, compassionate or, release or whatever. Or appeals that you know, may, yeah. yeah. She will spend the next 15 years of her life in prison Good. in Florida. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, I, no, like, I, I'm not saying that. Yeah. Like, it's a bad thing. She no, no, no. absolutely deserves it. Like, there are some... There are some uh, crimes. Mm-hmm. Because, to me, DUI... DUI can fall into... Like, like I don't want to call it, like, a heat of passion crime, right? Because it's not. You knew you were drunk. You know DUI is wrong. You get in the car. You kill somebody. That's on you. Yeah. But I also know, hey, human brain, once you're drunk, it doesn't exactly make all the right choices. Yeah. Not but excusing. We are not, not excusing, excusing it DUI. at all. No, if no, no, you no. drive but, drunk, but you going. deserve the... That's where I'm going, right? Like, you walk in on your significant other cheating on you and you stab them, crime of passion. You go to prison for murder. After so many years, you know, you have come to the realization of what happened, what you did, good behavior, those kind of things. You know what? Yeah, I, I can get with the good behavior as long as it's not something stupid. Hey, you were sentenced to 15 years, you served two, and you're out. No, mm-hmm. that's not enough. But I can get with good behavior on that. As far as DUIs, though, nah. I, I, I don't see, I like a lot of stuff about Florida because a lot of it's just, yeah. <laughs> But this is a, I think this is good. Uh, and, and I think she deserves it. Because otherwise, I mean, this is what, her like fourth or fifth DUI anyway? Yeah. This one, I mean, this no, this, that, she got three DUIs in three weeks. Yeah, this is the one that ended up killing somebody. So this is the, the you know, the expected outcome, as it were. Yeah. But if she didn't get any, if she would have just gotten like a slap on the wrist or a couple of years, as soon as she's out, she's going to do it again. I mean... She's done it. She did it again. She, you know, she's been in prison for brief stints, a year, yeah. a couple, you know, a couple of years from, I think from 2017, 2015, somewhere in that time frame on, she's had nothing but legal issues. Yep. Uh, yes, she has some, she has some sort of mental Illness, alcoholism is a mental thing. It, it is, and and she has other stuff. You know, uh, was it was it Chris Candido? Yeah, that she was dating when when he passed. It yeah. really messed her up. That does not excuse, excuse what she has done. It helps explain it, but it doesn't excuse it. Yes, and so now we see the results of what has happened. She 
drove drunk on several occasions. Mm -hmm. She ended up killing someone. Yep. So that person's family, loved ones, lost their father, mother. I I believe it was a male, but I'm not, you know, they they lost their loved one. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be able to see them again. They're not going to be able to spend Christmas with them, birthdays, celebrate weddings. Yep. You know, all of these things that are part of the human experience. Because one person did something stupid. Yep. So, yeah, don't drive drunk. Don't drive drunk. We're, From we, the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Say, we are the whiskey is in our title. Don't drive drunk. Yeah. Be responsible. Drink responsibly. There is absolutely no excuse. And this was brought up by the judge in this case. This day and age, there is zero excuse to drive drunk. Uber is a thing. Mm-hmm. Lyft is a thing. In many cities and towns, there are uh, well, like there there are services that provide yeah. getting you home. Taxis are a thing, and it's all more accessible than it has ever been before in the history of mankind. And, and the thing is, like even back in the day, I live out in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. right? Cab services don't run out where I live. You can get one out there. You know, you can get one to 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 either come pick you to come pick you up or take you back, but. It's it's a pain. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, but with with Uber now, it may be a little expensive, but it's not seventeen years of your life behind bars expensive. So it's not human life. It's not expensive. human life expensive. So I, I think that we can move on from yeah. this. Um, um, WWE announced this week that there were more uh, layoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, for, when I first saw the headline, you know, more releases, I was like, oh, crap, who are they releasing now? You know, they just brought a whole bunch of people back. Yeah. But it was corporate level. Now, in September, they got rid of around 100 people. Mm-hmm. And we we talked about that and remember that they... that one. For that one, they knew that they were going to be releasing several people, and so they told everybody to work from home. Yep. And had their HR team contact everybody. And, you know, I think at the time I was like, come on, what is this? But now kind of with the the benefit of hindsight, mm-hmm. that's actually kind of respectful. If I you're going to be releasing that many people, you're doing it in the privacy of. I mean, there's a couple of benefits there, right? Like, yeah. you don't get you don't run into the scenes, mm-hmm. you know, people screaming and crying and all that kind of stuff. You also don't run into, you didn't make me drive to the headquarters Mm -hmm. to turn around and drive home. You gave everybody the dignity of not having to walk out in front of all of their peers. So this time they cut uh, on the list here uh, where, of course, these are all back back office Mm -hmm. people. They're not, they're not household names, obviously. Uh, But they got the senior VP of financial planning. They got the head of global sales and partnerships, controller and chief accounting officer, mm-hmm. senior VP of streaming technologies, and senior VP of gaming. Like these weren't just like, oh, we got two guys in the mailroom. You know, it was like, hey, these are these are are, are high up there titled people, high up there titled people, but 
But probably redundant at this point. Yeah, and that's the thing, is as much as this merger sucks for these people because there is going to be redundancies, UFC and WWE have very similar business models. Mm -hmm. So these people can work both. And so when you have a merger of this level, two fully functionally independent companies merging into one, you're going to have redundancies. And unfortunately, you're going to have layoffs. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see some more layoffs coming from the UFC side of things. But then again, I don't follow UFC news. So maybe there have been. Yeah, maybe so. I, I don't know. It seems like there probably has been and we just haven't seen them because they they don't they don't follow in our yeah. sphere. Yeah. Like I said, they're similar. They're not the same. Uh, but what can you do? Eh? You know, figured we should mention that. Um, a couple of good news. Let's let's get into some okay. good well, news I wanted here. To hit one more like odd, like odd, not really bad, but not really good, and then we'll talk some good news. Okay, sounds good. Let's talk about Ric Flair. Woo woo! So Ric Flair's back in AEW. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've we've discussed that he's come back for Sting's last ride. Um, signed a multi-year contract. Signed a multi-year AEW. contract. Which, okay. Um, he's taken a lot of heat, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, people saying, God, you know, God damn it, he's going to end up back in the ring. I mean, we, we've been part of that. We've been part of that. I don't want to see him back in the ring. No. I hope they don't put him in the ring. AEW has already said, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. But we know how that changes. Um, he He made some comments about, you know, the negativity and how... You know, if Tony Khan feels like, he, you know, he told Tony that if uh, it ever feels like to Tony that he's in the way or he's causing trouble on the the, the shows or any of that kind of stuff, uh, just let him know and he'll go home and, you know, he'll, he'll voluntarily release his contract, all that kind of stuff, and he'll just go home and be out of the way. Um, so, okay, that's kind of something. Um, then he cuts a promo on Rampage. Mm-hmm. Right, and Rampage was taped, so I don't think the promo ended up going out on the air, or at least this part of it. But part of the promo, Ric Flair invited anyone between the ages of eight, any woman between the ages of eighteen and twenty-eight, to come backstage or to come to his hotel room. Husbands not invited. Ric Flair gonna Ric Flair, y'all. Um, I don't understand. And this is one that really kind of confuses me. I get Ric Flair, right? I get bringing him in. I get the history that he's had with Sting. Mm-hmm. This is the end of Sting's career, ostensibly. Um, as much as I, it is always the end of somebody's right. career, I or get ever the end. I get it. AEW has done a lot in their three years to put out there that they are a different type of company. Mm-hmm. They have, I don't know if they still do it or not, but at one point they had sensory bags that, that you could get. Sensory bags. They, they sensory were trying boots. to get sensory boots set up at any place um, that they went to. You know, several of the people that got hit with the the speaking out, the Me Too, uh, like AEW was pretty quick on a lot of them mm-hmm. to just say, nah, you're gone. I mean, really, the only one who came out of that 
looking decent mm-hmm. that that had some accusations against him was Sammy. Yeah, and he. Uh, well, he, and even at that, he apologized. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. He he took his punishment. He took his punishment. He apologized. He reached out to Mercedes on his own. Yep. To he, he took his suspension. Apolog- yeah, yeah, and he didn't complain. He's like, yeah. yeah, I deserve this. I was dumb. But thinking about like havoc immediately gone. Well, they suspended him, and then he never came back, which yeah. to me says that he either didn't put in the work yeah. to try to show, show, you know. Or he just said, yeah, I did it, and they were like, all right, cool, cool. You, you, nope, you're not coming back. B. Priestley. Um, B. Priestley. Um, Marty Skrull, Like, mm-hmm. And we're talking with Skrull. We're talking about a guy who was friends and well up there with the elite. He yeah. had a guaranteed spot, basically. Yeah, as, as soon as he nope. was contract with ROH was free, he was coming in. Joey Ryan uh, was another who, one that was friends and guaranteed spot, basically. And, and, I mean, these were guys that were super close with the Bucks. Yep. Uh, you know, Joey Ryan was all over BTE. Mm-hmm. So was Marty Squirrel. Uh, like, Hangman and Squirrel had their own thing in yeah. Japan for a while yeah. that they were filming separately from the other BTE content that went on BTE. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, um, so it, it really, when Rick showed up, it really kind of really, this is where we're going. Uh, then you see the, the woo energy drink mm-hmm. product placement all over the place. It doesn't sit right with me that Rick's back. Again, I get why he's back. It doesn't sit right with me that he's back. Um, yeah. but, and then, you know, if you're going to hire Ric Flair, you're going to get Ric Flair. Uh, so now they, it feels like there's just another layer of, oh, shit, now I've got something else I have to deal with mm-hmm. with Tony. And it, But I wanted to mention that. Uh, do you so want some good news? Let's, let's, let's do some, let's good, do news. some good news. It, it's the holiday season, yeah. right? So... Uh, we mentioned Sammy Guevara a moment ago. Yeah. Uh, Tay Conte. Mm-hmm. They got married. Yeah. They got pregnant. Yeah. And they've had their child. Absolutely. So congratulations to yeah. both of them. Uh, Alexa uh, Bliss has also had her baby. Yes, Alexa Bliss also had her baby. So congratulations to her and her partner. And Ryan. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I know his name. I, I, I want to see Ryan Seacrest, but I don't think that's right. It's not Seacrest. But his name's Ryan. Anyway. <laughs> like I, I know that's not right. I know it's not right. The, the sequence, picture of them together secret, just popped but, in my head, but but uh, but yeah. The so, only other Ryan that I have in my head is Nemeth, and I know that that's not right either. Right. So, but yeah. So congratulations, Ryan to, Cabrera. Yeah, congratulations. He's a musician. That's why Seacrest was in my head mm-hmm. because of all the American Idol and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to both of them on their new children. And when I say both of them, both families on on their new children, and good luck. Yeah, good luck. (laughs) Uh, We look forward to seeing each of them back in in their respective companies when they're ready. Yeah. Not, uh, don't rush back. Right. Spend time with your kids. Spend time with your kids. Uh, You know, and and we will be waiting excitedly for your return. Another thing that's in that, that... Good news, but in a sad sort of way. Rumors are starting to 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 come out about the 2024 Hall of Fame class. Uh, it seems Bray Wyatt 
has been heavily rumored to be in that stuff. Now, WWE has not officially announced yet who's going to be in their class in their class, but uh, seems heavily likely that Bray Wyatt will be part of it. I 100% believe he deserves it. Oh yeah. Uh, in my oh, yeah. opinion, Bray is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. As short as his stint was, and as bad as the booking was at times, mm-hmm. that character. Was amazing. It pulled over well. He got over with the fans oh, yeah. on multiple occasions, like multiple iterations of this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wyndham Rotunda is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, for sure. And I know that WWE won't because they always induct the character name. Mm-hmm. But I wish they would induct Wyndham yeah. as, as Wyndham. It would be... I wish they would in well, part of me wishes they would do it this way and part of me wishes they wouldn't. I wish they would do the Wyatt family. I I was gonna say I, I want the Wyatt, but I, I really as I'm sitting here and I'm thinking and, and this, this is why I'm saying yes and no, right? Because I feel like Bray oh well Wyndham and Brody both deserve mm. it individually. But I also see that moment of Hey, you induct these two, or you induct the Wyatt family, and you have Rowan figure out a way to get Danielson for just the Hall of Fame ceremony, even if he can't be there, even if he's just on screen like they did with Jericho. Um, and you have Orton, since the three of them were, and I say that because they were part of the family, or, or even Cena, right? You you have those people that were quote unquote in the Wyatt family. Well, you you skipped one person. Who? Strowman. Oh, yeah, Braun Strowman as well. Um, You could have Strowman and Rowan there, and then you have those other three mm-hmm. because they were in the family at one point, and, and you have, I mean, they're, they're legends, all three of those guys. Yeah. Just to add that extra weight with it. You could do something like that. It would be a really cool moment, I think. On the other hand, I also say Bray deserves it by himself. Bray, I, I think, and this is where so I'm. This is where I'm at. Like, Both of them, do, uh, the the whole Wyatt family, and that includes Rowan and Strowman, and yeah. you know anybody who was connected. They deserve to be inducted mm-hmm. as the Wyatt family. So do like a double induction, but Bray Wyndham mm-hmm. deserves it on his own because he was more than the Wyatt family. Yeah. For he sure, was sure. more than the Wyatt family. And I I think that you have his father induct yeah. him. Yeah. You you get uh is it Mike Rotundo? Is that his name? Yeah. IRS. IRS. You get him and as difficult as it would be, you get him to induct his son. Mm-hmm. And you have Bo there as well. Who it has come out that Bo was in fact Uncle Howdy when they were doing right. that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and they haven't apparently written, completely written off the idea of having Uncle Howdy as his own character. Yeah. I am very opposed to that because I don't think that that character exists without Bray. It doesn't. You know? I don't think it does. I also don't think it works without Bray. It doesn't work without Bray. So. And and Bo is a talented wrestler in his own yeah. respect. 
Bray was on a completely other level when it came to this stuff. Yeah, I, I really, really hope the WWE has decided fully that anything with that, the Fiend, anything with the uh, the Firefly Funhouse, the Uncle Howdy, the Alexa Bliss, all of that, I really hope they decided, you know, the door is closed on that. It's put yeah. in the vault, never to be touched again type thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the only time that I want to see anything be done with it is, and it doesn't really work for a Braun Strowman character, mm-hmm. but if you'd had somebody in there, and it doesn't work for anybody yeah. that was in the Wyatt family because they were all these big monsters. Yeah. But if you'd had somebody, say, a Brian Danielson, who wasn't a big monster, who was getting beat down and, and pulled and tugged at, and he's like, you forget where I got my start Yeah, as part of this group. And then he kind of accesses a darker, not, I'm not saying he has magic powers, so, so but a Danielson, darker aspect Demon of Danielson? himself. Yes. <laughs> Like you would tie into that, I, I that I could be as a cool callback. Yeah, but it doesn't work for Brian Danielson. Callbacks are fine, right? Like I'm okay if if Braun gets into a thing and you know he he you know you forget where I'm from, you know, and like the the sheet mask flashes or something like that. Yeah. Uh, sure, whatever, that's fine. Yeah, um, but I mean like the whole breaking the fourth wall fiend stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's got all, it. it's, that, all it's that needs to go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I did want to mention that I saw that. I, I thought that was kind of neat. I really hope that is the case, and it's not just rumors and, and fan hypothesis, you know. Yeah. Uh, of course, CM Punk was not the only return on Saturday. Uh-huh. Randy Orton returned, and he, he came uh, back on Monday Night Raw as well. Cut a really good promo, too. Cut a great promo and had a great match. Mm-hmm. You know, he, you know, there was a lot of Faced people. off with Rhea. <laughs> there, there were a lot of people that were like, oh, Randy didn't do much during war games. He didn't take a lot of bumps. He, he wrestled didn't. a full match against Dom. Yeah. Good match, dude. It was a good match. He took bumps. So it's, it's good to see him back now. He did have double back fusion surgery. Yeah. So, I hope that Randy is eyeing a short run. In fact, you know, we had all three of our returns from <laughs> Saturday were on Raw. Yeah. Uh, Randy got a cool promo. He had a great line in his promo where he said he referred to Rhea. He says, so I hear you, you know. You calling yourself mommy and running the judgment mommy day. this and mommy, mommy that. this, mommy that. Well, guess what? Daddy's home. So, it, it, I thought it was a really cool promo. Cheesy, yes, but I thought it was good. It it, it not, did not Randy to, Orton well. Not not to yuck anybody else's yum. Yeah, but the whole mommy daddy thing is <laughs> so gross. I blame all the Gen Z kids. <laughs> um. So I thought that was funny. The, the match was, like you said, the match was good. Mm-hmm. Um, Truth showed up in yeah. a backstage segment. Uh, I remember it being funny. I don't remember exactly what it was. I know he was talking about a title. And it was like, Truth, do you know what year it is? You know, that yeah, he, type he, of was, thing? he was talking about something. Um, and he was going to go look for it. He was going to go to catering. Was it food and catering, maybe? Yeah. 
I don't remember. He was going to go find something, and it, it didn't exist, whatever yeah. it was. So I thought it and was pretty he, funny. As he did on, uh, on on the the pay per view on Survivor Series, he told Tazawa to dance him out. Yeah, and Tazawa does this weird dance thing. Yeah, uh, which everybody's like, "Oh, that's nasty," or something. Yeah, the and, new day po- popped up with it. Uh, um, so I mean, it's good to see Truth back. His comedy isn't memorable, but it makes me chuckle. Yeah, like it's not. It's a nice break in the show. Yeah. Um, but now. Let's talk about the the return that, that everybody was really looking at. CM Punk. Before we get to the return, let's mm-hmm. talk about the firing of CM Punk. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about so, the firing first. Uh, it has now come out that Brian Danielson was on the committee. Now, there's a lot of people saying it was a three-person committee. Mm-hmm. Danielson said in a uh, interview that, no, it's there's not a three-person committee. And no, I wasn't the head of the committee. There was a bunch of lawyers that are on this committee, and yeah. I just happened to be a guy. I don't even he's like, I don't even have a bachelor's degree. I have nothing. Yeah. Like, I'm just a guy. Uh, but it came out that Danielson was on the committee, and if I'm not mistaken, the committee was a unanimous mm-hmm. vote to let him go. Yep. Let CM Punk go. Um, which you know, we were discussing it beforehand. Danielson and Punk, I don't know if they were friends, but they're at least friendly. Mm-hmm. They're both wrestlers. They're both the same era, you know, that kind of stuff. Same era. They came up the same way through ROH. So, I know it had to be tough on him to to say, yeah, get rid of him. Mm-hmm. But it's Brian Danielson, one of the most, from what, everything I've ever seen, read, heard, one of the most level-headed people in wrestling. Um, so he knew what had to be done. Well, and, and like we were saying beforehand, like we've said before on the show, based on the information that we have, mm-hmm. CM Punk left them no choice. with yep. no other choice. Because you just, you, you're not going to do what he did mm-hmm. in the manner that he did and still have a job. Yeah, like I mean, we've talked about was Jungle Boy at fault? Was was he needling the bear? Sure, but Punk already had some strikes against him, mm-hmm. multiple strikes against him, and then his reaction in Gorilla. You can't have the owner of the company saying that he was scared for his life. Now, was he exaggerating there? Probably, but you can't have him. You can't have the owner being like. I thought I was about to get punched in the face. Yeah, you know? like TV dropped on him or, yeah. or something, I think was one of the things yeah. that they, they talked about. So you can't have that. No, like you just cannot have that. So Punk shows up at Survivor Series last, actually the negative minutes of the show because technically the show had already ended. Um, So he comes out Monday night on Raw. Closing segment. Mm. Um, no, there was mentions throughout the show that he would be there, but there were no screen. There, there were no videos of him. There mm. was no backstage. You know when they when they like to go off to commercial and you have the backstage interviewer and the wrestler and they're talking, but the of course the the audio is off. And you know when we come back, so and so will be live in the ring. You know that kind of stuff. There was none of that. 
Um, they they just showed a couple of, you know, throughout the night, CM Punk came back, yep. and here's the video of him walking out at the end yep. of the show. Punk gets in the ring and cuts one of the most hypocritical, bland, awful promos that I have seen from a top talent that does promos. Well, tell us how you really feel. Yeah. So... <laughs> He doesn't slam AEW. Good. Right? He didn't make he didn't make any references to AEW, which is probably a good thing because I imagine somewhere in that firing, somewhere in all that, uh, there were clauses mm-hmm. that were strictly put in place that's like, if you say this, we will sue you, period. Yep. You know? Um, apparently, WWE has a behavior clause in his contract. That at any time, if his behavior is deemed uh, unsuitable, he will be terminated on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he cuts this promo, and it's like, you know, 10 years ago, I left here, and I never thought I'd be back. And, you know, it's a cold day in hell that I'm back now. And, you know, I just kept running through my head the whole time I was gone, what I missed and what I did and... You know, I know it sounds cheesy, but I just wanted to say these two words. I'm home. You know, like he is, he is, the promo felt like he was completely trying to change the narrative of the last years. Well, he absolutely was. Where he has been slamming WWE relentlessly. Every promo that he cut in AEW was, that place was cancer. Mm -hmm. That place was, it caused me to want to kill myself. Um, you know, just constant slamming WWE when him and MJF were having their, their feud and the promos were, you talk about this, you know, the war for the bidding war of 2024. Well, I'm telling you, Max, you go right on over there and they will chew you up and spit you out. Uh, it was the worst experience of my life. And I would, even you, I would wish to never have to deal with that stuff. Like basically everything CM Punk has said in the past seven years holds or nine years holds absolutely no water at all because of this 15 minute promo, mm-hmm. 10 minute promo that he cut. Yeah. Um, he did drop AJ and, he did drop and AJ. said he that, said, uh, she's excited and, and she's excited. She's fine. You know, all this. Kind of tell stuff. you, tell you, I miss so, you or something yeah. along that, you know, tell them all that I miss them. You know, that kind of thing. Um, and then at the end, the promo's over his music's playing. He gets up in the camera and he says, uh, I'm here to make money. Uh, or mouths it, says it, but the audio and all is real bad, so you can barely hear him say it. But he does say that. Um, yeah. The, the complete sellout of CM Punk, which, which really hurts because of who he was as a character what his mentality seems to have always been. Yeah. The the punk rock DIY, the pipe bomb. Yes, we know that was approved, but still the way it was portrayed. The showing up in AEW and how he did all that originally, you know, before mm. everything fell apart. Because, I mean, I'll admit, before Brawl Out and all that stuff, man, punk being in AEW, was he having good matches? No, eh, not no. really. But the promos he was cutting were mm-hmm. still very 
good promos. Having CM Punk was a a positive until it became a complete negative. Um, and you he's know, just a corporate sellout at this point. That's really what he is. It's it's Metallica. Yeah, it was watching Metallica go from this you know metal band that was you know screw everybody, we're gonna do it our way, etc. To we're gonna sue Napster because somebody listened to one of our songs. I mean, it was Punk's complete turn here. Like, I, I expect him next Monday to come out in a suit. You know, it just... Can you imagine the heat that he would have in a suit? It just feels that way. Like, I expect him to come out in a suit, shake Triple H's hand in the middle of the ring. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. I mean, they've already put the pictures out there of him and Triple H yeah, together. Yeah, doing the point um, with the really cold day in hell, which, I mean, okay, whatever. But what I mean is just the whole, like, look at me, the corporate suck-up CM Punk. Yeah. You know, but I fully expect to see that. Yeah, he... I'm just... There, there's nothing else I can add there. It has come out that apparently the deal was in place 10 days before um, yeah. Survivor Series. Like It was never signed. The, well, you it know, wasn't fully signed yet. Yeah, but the deal was in place. It was going to yeah. happen. And the only people that really knew were Triple H, Punk, and the lawyers. Yeah. So the whole narrative of uh, just it all came together this morning and yada yada. Yeah. No. Maybe the finalizations came together, but that's it. Um, I think the deal was done it, all but signatures on, yeah. on you know, the, the actual paper. Yeah, I wonder well, if I mean, they FedExed it to him. That'd be funny. <laughs> but, um, yeah, apparently the deal, it was all signed right before Survivor Series, so it wasn't official official, right? Mm-hmm. So they could still put that narrative out there that, you know, he didn't sign until a couple hours before Survivor Series. Wouldn't even surprise me if they had said, okay, look, we have a deal. Mm-hmm. Don't sign it until this time. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it just, it is so flat. Like Cody coming back and, and, and you know what? We'll compare that. In fact, let's compare the three. I mean, it's, it's close enough there. Yeah. Let's compare the three AEW stars that have jumped from AEW to WWE. Mm-hmm. We'll do Jade first. Okay. Jade's jumped over to WWE. Triple H was asked a question about her and his comment was basically, I'm going to paraphrase here. Um, she is nowhere near ready. It's not her fault, but she isn't ready at all. Mm-hmm. And, and you read that as basically she was done dirty by AEW. Oh, yeah, no, he 100% threw the yeah. blame on AEW. Yes. And while I don't think AEW is to fully to blame there, I think AEW is partially to blame, but that's because they don't have a performance style center. They don't have a training process there it is it is basically a hey you're an individual wrestler it is up to you to do your training to get where you need to go then they booked jade in these you know three to five minute squash matches which was goldberg-esque i mean go back and look at goldberg Mm -hmm. back in his early part of his career and i would even say now too the man doesn't know how to sell because he never had to yeah, it was the monster that came in, 
hit five moves, one, and walked out. And Jade was kind of booked that way for a long time. Now, as she was getting closer and closer to the end of her AEW run, she was selling a little more because she was fighting a little more, a little stronger opponents. But it wasn't enough, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have made her believable moving forward. So, yeah, Triple H is right there. A lot of work needs to be done. So she's showing up in, like, a couple little backstage segments and things, but we're not going to see Jade for a while. She is apparently not full-time at the Performance Center. That she's coming in a couple days a week. So she's never going to get better. Uh, I, I don't believe that we'll see Jade Cargill on WWE television. Like, I feel like, I, well, I feel like we will. I feel like we might see her in NXT a little bit. Um, but I have a feeling that after her contract is up, I don't think she'll resign. I don't think she'll resign, and I'm not convinced that she'll make it to her contract end date. That she'll be a release? I think she'll be a release. It's possible. Because, re- you know, earlier this year it came out that apparently uh, WWE is given people 90 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they don't improve in that 90 days or whatever, yeah. maybe it was 180 days, whatever, then... They got no use for them. They're going to release you. Now, Jade is special yeah, because of the absolute coup yeah. of getting her. Yeah, that's So I don't say. think she's going to be released right that's away. That's why I say I think she makes it to the end of her contract just because WWE doesn't want to hand her back to AEW. They AW. won't want to have the egg on their face of them saying, look at this major star that we signed away from AEW. And then when she flops hard in her first year and they have to release her, you know all of the dirt sheets, everybody's going to be like, major star, huh? Big coup, huh? Why'd you release her after a year? Mm-hmm. You know? And then, you, then you're then you going to hear the fact that it wasn't that AEW didn't want to re-sign her, or, you know, she didn't want to re-sign with AEW, is that AEW was like, we don't see your value. You're worth this much. And, you know, so there's one, mm-hmm. right? Cody. Cody did it the right way. Cody did the Drew McIntyre thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Cody went away. Cody did his thing in Japan. Cody did his thing. He he built AEW. When Cody came back to WWE, we can yeah, we can make the arguments of should he have won at Mania 39, right? 39? Whatever. 40, it was. Whichever last year's I don't, I don't year's even, Mania. I don't even remember anymore. I just know it's WrestleMania. This year's Mania. Um should he have won? Absolutely. But Cody is a mega star in WWE right now. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. He has done he it. He did it the right way. The and right we, way. You know, you go back and you listen to us when Cody came in. We were like, sure, Cody, do your thing. Yeah. And Whatever. the thing is, Cody Cody made plenty of comments after he left WWE as well mm-hmm. about how he was treated, about his gimmick, about all of that. And I kind of agree with him a little. I mean, yeah, no, a lot of stuff that Cody said. Cody's Rang biggest problem true. was his creative. Yeah. He, they, he didn't like his creative. He didn't like where they were going, and they wouldn't listen to him. And and then they slapped him into Stardust. Yep. And wouldn't let him get out of it. Yes. So, like, Cody's comments were never, this was the worst place ever to work for. Cody's were more like John Moxley's comments. Mm-hmm. The creative is awful. They don't listen to you, but as far but Moxley never really made a comment that I remember at least about the fact that WWE was bad and you know all that stuff. It was just his comments were all the creative. Cody's seemed to be all creative based. 
Vince is gone. That was creative. So Cody's come back. Cody's become a mega star. Mm-hmm. Title title picture constantly on the on the show. The big headline guy. I mean, Cody's the guy that they trot out to give their announcements now. He is your this generation's John Cena. Yeah. You know, he is your your white hot baby face. Mm-hmm. Now we got punk. And I just really don't see it. I don't, I, I don't see what they use punk for without it being detrimental to the overall picture of WWE. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Who do you put punk against? Seth? Is that what they're building to? And they're building this whole little work shoot, uh, you know, which Seth is 100% a 100% a work. Like, right now it's there, 100% there, work. There yeah. might be some some shoot in there of Seth not really liking Punk. Like I feel like Seth probably doesn't like or Colby probably doesn't like Phil. Yeah. Right. You you don't make the comments that you made on interviews yeah. about people the way you made them and not dislike the guy, right? But don't so, forget even earlier this year he said he'd welcome CM Punk back. But he did say he'd welcome him back. I think they're building a shoot here, or they're building a work mm-hmm. for, you know, Punk versus Seth. Apparently, that's the I, mania plan. I hate the fact that they're probably going to let Punk win. Uh, probably going to get the uh, the belt on Seth's belt on him. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I just yeah. I, I and it's I know it may be personal bias of the fact of how punk left AEW, all that kind of stuff. I just don't care. I'm also waiting to see because punks, and this goes back to what I mentioned earlier, right? About AEW and their, their, their perceived social awareness. Mm -hmm. Punks, political leanings. Kind of fit. Okay. With AEW's social awareness stuff, right? Mm -hmm. The quote unquote woke. WWE, there there have already been a lot of fans and a lot of outlash uh, 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 outlash on Twitter mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff about Punk. Like I've seen a ton of people making comments about, well, let's see him wear the 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 abortion right shirt in Texas and see where that gets him, and you know things of that nature. And you know what? That's pretty valid. The WWE fans tend to fall a little more that way than AEW fans do. Punk's pretty outspoken. Let's see him wear the abortion right shirt mm-hmm. at Blood Money in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, before we do it. Before we do it. get into Saudi Arabia, you know, I mean and That's the, good shit. <laughs> Punk Punk was very vocal about Saudi Arabia shows while he was out of wrestling. He's gonna show up next year? You gonna be out there wrestling somebody? One hundred percent, he's gonna be in Saudi. Look, if, if like I said, if Sami Zayn yeah. can go to Saudi Arabia, and you know, like I'm, I'm still pissed that WWE has to deal with Saudi. But from a business standpoint, I understand. From a business it. standpoint, I understand. From but a from human a, rights yeah. standpoint, from a decent human being standpoint, mm-hmm. no, yeah. But exactly. from a business standpoint, I get it. I do. And if Sami Zayn can go to Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. CM Punk 
needs to show up in Saudi Arabia. Right. Just, you know, the only people that I can give an excuse of not going to Saudi now. Yep. Uh, other than, you know, hey, I'm, I refuse to support that, but you're working for WWE, so you already accept that support. Is a guy like MVP who is legitimately worried about being murdered for his life in a country like Saudi Arabia that has the apostate rules that it has. Yeah. So. Like, Sammy not going was because of Syria. I get it. Mm-hmm. That seems to have been kind of It's been, been solved for now. Solved for now. Like, so. it, look, look. Study the history right. of that part of the world and understand that it's solved for now. Yeah. Give it six months. But yeah, I, I just, this feels like a very, it just feels like a very bad idea. Yeah. Like, Punk already did a good bit of damage, I think, to his legacy. Mm hmm. For people in our age bracket that remember that first run, remember that, that we remember CM Punk, Mm -hmm. right? He's already done a lot of damage, I think. Going back to WWE and knowing what they're going to end up doing to him? Nah. Yeah. He's just a, to me, Punk will will join that group of just another has-been. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a part timer before yeah. the end of next year. Yeah, he will. So. Uh, I can't think of anything else to really talk about. Uh, I really can't Sweet. either. I mean, the continental, the continental uh, tournament thing is still going on. Uh, yeah, there's just yeah. you guys. We tell us what you guys think of us. Uh, think of how we're doing our format now, where we're not going through the matches of each individual show. What do you guys think of that? Do you, do you like that? Do you want us to go back to talking about each individual match? Let us know on Facebook. Yeah. You know, we'd like to know. I mean, our reasoning for not doing it is because it's, it's pretty much standard now. It feels yeah. like, like every week, it seems like it's the same, the same matches, the same outcomes. Yeah. Uh, we're in that weird pattern before the road to WrestleMania where nothing's going to happen because everything has to happen between rumble and mania. So there's not a lot to talk about. I mean, we can talk about Miz versus whoever for the 46th time. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, let us know. Let us know what you guys think. Let us know what you want us to talk about. What shows would you like us to go back? Because we don't have to do every week. We don't have to talk about Raw and SmackDown or Dynamite and Collision and, and Rampage. We have Peacock. We mm-hmm. can go back and we can watch. You know what? Tell you what. In Facebook... On our Facebook page, tell us what ECW pay-per-view you want us to review. Okay. Because we haven't done an ECW we pay-per-view. We haven't done an ECW one. So tell us what ECW pay-per-view would you like us to do here on Whiskey and Wrestling. And we will make that happen. Sounds good. So, With that being said, big thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Gautier, Mississippi. Come check them out. They've got some mystery boxes. So you can get, I think it's $250 worth of games for like 100 bucks. Uh, you've, they've got some mystery bags that, uh, 75 bucks get you, I think $150 worth of RPG stuff. Yep. 
So check them out. They've, of course, got their selection of board games and card games. All of that is there for you. Come check them out. Tell them we sent you. Uh, also, you know, while you're in town, swing by Big Dog Liquor. Grab yourself a bottle of something nice. We've gotten through one holiday. Yep. So we got one down. We're moving quickly into the second one. Um, alcohol makes a great... <laughs> uh, uh, drink your family away. Drink your family away, yeah. But I was going to say... Whiskey and wrestling ask you to drink responsibly. Or didn't we just talk about this? <laughs> um, alcohol makes a great, like, Secret Santa gift. It makes a great uh, white elephant gift. You know, all of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So go there, see what he's got. Tons of stuff available. Uh, you know, you can, you can find your poison. Mm -hmm. I am certain. And if you're retired military or military or senior citizen, you know, you can get a 5% discount every day. And on Wednesdays you can stack those discounts. Now that you've listened to us, you've gone to McNarb gaming. You've bought yourself a board game. You've gone to Big Dog Liquor. You've got yourself a nice bottle of uh, your liquor or uh, spirit of choice. Check out our friends over on Travelers on the Omnibus. You can find them wherever you can find fine podcasts. They are a field trip through nerd and pop culture. They've done uh, some top five lists. Their most recent top five, I think it came out already. Mm-hmm. It came out was, Tuesday. Yeah, was the uh, their their top five music videos. And you know what? It's a pretty good list. It is. There's there's a couple that I don't agree with, but you know, hey, that's that's half the fun of top five list, right? Right. Like everybody's gonna be, everybody's gonna have their own opinion, and and when you bring in, you know, four guys, they're all gonna have their own opinions. Yeah, four guys from four different decades. Yeah, you 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 got a gamut from you know twenties to to fifties mm-hmm. on that show, so. Check them out, give them a listen, and uh, give them a like and a follow. Yeah. Um, also, one of the guys on there, Jody, he does his own podcast, Fearology, which he just released a new episode recently. Ooh. Uh, it is only on Spotify, but Jody talks about his relationship to horror, mostly mm-hmm. horror movies, uh, music, that kind of stuff, and he does his own music that's on there. Yeah. So give, give him a listen. It's, it's really good stuff. And if movies are your jam... Then check out our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones. They talk about movies, bingeable television shows. Give them a listen. Give them a like. They've got a YouTube channel. You can actually watch their show live on YouTube. So check them out. Follow them. Give them all of the support because they all deserve it. And uh, I guess we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.